All right, we've had some time for the dust to settle about the plan to alter Ian Fleming's writings based on words used in the 1950s that today are not acceptable. Well, really, we had to let me calm down. (laughs) (laughs) So Tom and I are going to opine on this today (laughs) and see how much of this is a good idea or not. Welcome to our Cracking the Code of Spy Movie show. So, all right, here we go. Last week, it was announced that Ian Fleming's 007 books have been revised to omit racist language and a number of racial references, unquote. We think this is an issue way beyond James Bond and Ian Fleming's novels. <laughs> yeah, and I... I re- <laughs> You're going to have to keep me at bay here. I'm, I'm not sure how much I want to get into this. I'll try to keep my language clean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> All right. Let's start out with some messages we got in our Facebook private group, the worldwide community of spy movie fans on our Spy Movie Navigator page. And and Dan, let's not use their names. <laughs> so let's just... just no, we're not of, using names. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just say another user, uh, another comment from another person or something like that yeah so here's a few comments made i've already read the original books i am not going to reread an expurgated version and (laughs) someone responded to that me neither all right yeah and and then we had then we had somebody come in with a comment it's a it's a longer comment but it's a good one it's a good one and you'll definitely see this person's biases as a lot of these comments will which is what is interesting about their decision to do this is because so many people have biases this one says the one fault in the estate's reasoning is they claim ian fleming would have approved of the changes maybe he would have especially since he approved the changes made for the u.s publication of live and let die in 1954 but fleming was alive to agree to those changes yes in this instance he is not Unless Fleming stipulated before he died the changes could be made after his death, this to me is just another form of censorship. And if the estate was so worried about offending people, then why only change what was written about black people? Women, homosexuals, and Asians are also described using inappropriate words and expressions. And I'll put an editor's comment on in today's terms. That's they're inappropriate in today's society. Right. I'll get back to the quote. Fleming was very harsh when it came to describing Koreans in Goldfinger. Does the estate not care about how Koreans would read about how Fleming described them? The descriptions were despicable, but they were Fleming's words. They shouldn't be changed because the estate can't give people enough credit to know this was written during another time. Yeah, that's a strong position. And you'll see that there's a lot of people that have strong positions on this. Another person said it's censorship and there's just no getting around it. Nobody could say whether a deceased author would have consented to the alteration of his works almost 60 years after his death unless he had written it in his will. Now, I suppose the Fleming estate agrees to such things in hopes of getting more publicity for the 70th anniversary of the Casino Royale novel, but if so, it would be a very cheap trick, in my opinion. Man, yeah, okay. I would agree with that. And that I will agree with that is Tom talking. That's not the person who made that comment. Okay. So then we have another comment because this is not the only author that this is being done to that says the author of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory made explicit remarks that not one word or even a single comma could be altered after his death. 
Yeah, I think mm. that they've announced they're doing that. Yeah. So even right. though those were his express wishes, they're, they're being ignored. Yeah. Yeah. And another guy says it's an interesting point in the article. Ian Fleming's estate backs controversial James Bond edits. It is something he would have wanted. Quote. And so he says the author previously approved similar edits for the U.S. publication of Live and Let Die that maybe they didn't go far enough to improve the approachability of the novels to all people. But it is a start. So there's a contrary opinion there. Absolutely. And then we had another one come in saying, better to have a sociologist or historian put the offensive passages in their historical context to learn from those times in the form of a foreword rather than censorship and pretending those passages never happened. Censorship is far more dangerous than anything ever written. I Yeah. Yeah, and then he goes on and says, I agree, start censoring art, and where does it stop? And who decides dangerous precedent? Yeah, and somebody else said, this is total BS. (laughs) And somebody responded to that, couldn't have said it better myself. This, quote, politically correct, unquote, hysteria is totally out of control. Even Gone with the Wind was being criticized. Get a grip! (laughs) Yeah, yeah, all right. And another says, if they change it, it's no longer Fleming's work. I have the original unbuggered about with copies. No need to buy the new unnecessary editions. Copies usually are available from secondhand bookstores. Now, I think, <laughs> in all honesty, mm-hmm. they're going to have both versions still available. We'll just do a couple more user comments. Well, this one says, there's another one that says, the estate is between a rock and a hard place. If they say they do not endorse the changes, it makes them appear racist, sexist, etc., which is not the case at all. And he says, I do think changes could be made and offer both versions of the books, the originals and the modified. I would want to read the author's original words, yeah. even if not like currently that. PC. I'm grown up like that. I like that line. I'm growing up like that. It's like, okay. All right. So we got we got a lot of Yeah, and we, we, have, we have one that I really liked. It was short and sweet. Yeah, go ahead. Just put up a disclaimer and move on with life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I said, as I said at the beginning of this, altering art and censoring art, once you go down that path, we're in trouble. Are some people offended? Yes. Put a disclaimer, like one of the our... Uh, members said, group members said, and end it. Some people are offended with Shakespeare or E.E. E. Cummings or Pizarro or whatever. Can't start down that road, I think, unless unless we want to open this up to everything. And that's the scary part of all this. Now, one last comment a user made that is crazy. My son just told me the school library wants to ban Macbeth. Okay, I was just saying, Shakespeare. Some of the people might be offended with Shakespeare. Yeah, there you go. There's somebody offended. There's a school offended with Shakespeare. My answer to that is, there you go, Fahrenheit 451. Start burning <laughs> the books. <laughs> this is where we're going. <laughs> yeah, so Dan, so Dan, as you start with that, this is where we're going, Continue on with your thoughts, because I'm still trying to bite my tongue here a little bit. Yeah, I, I know. It's hard not to, really. Right. We live in a very sensitive world where people are easily offended and don't know what to do if they are offended other than try to get something done legally to prevent whatever it is that is offending them from ever offending themselves or another. 
I'll give you an example. In Chicago, they removed all the statues of Christopher Columbus a few years ago. Why? Well, amid the removal of Confederate monuments... Because they're idiots. (laughs) ...and memorials beginning in 2015... About 150 protesters rallied at the statue in August of 2017. The protests aimed to have the statues removed given Christopher Columbus's violence and enslavement of Native Americans. Okay. All right. So really, remove all historical monuments then. Some of the founding fathers. Let's change history. Let's change history. Change all of history. Some of the founding fathers of the United States were slave owners. Remove all of those statues. Someone might be offended. Remove street names, too, while you're at it, because, hey, they're named after presidents and so on. Eliminate it. Wipe them all out. History is nothing. we got to rewrite it. So there you go. <laughs> Wait a minute. You yeah. should be calling me down, Tom. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm actually glad to see you're upset about this, too. See, and part of this, I think, is because now we have to first be, you know, you know, be very straightforward that we are U.S. citizens. So our yep. thoughts are biased based on living here in the U.S. under our Constitution yep. and the whole weirdness that's happening in terms of, oh, you can't use that word for anything that's yep. happening in the U.S. I there We have listeners that are not in the U.S., so I'm not exactly sure how much of our ex- accepting, or I'm sorry, of our expecting freedom of speech to hold true holds in other countries because i don't think every country has that right and in fact from i know not every country has that not so, every country no so our viewpoint on this could be different than somebody from another country where they're used to being told you don't have absolute freedom of expression yeah i think a lot of countries have pretty much free speech though you, i mean not every country obviously no not but, every country <laughs> no certainly not every country but a lot do freedom of speech now however is filtered by no one better be offended there are limits of course in every free society you don't want people yelling fire in a theater if there isn't one so yeah we're okay with some limits but there have to be limits and once you go down this road of changing art because it offends some people we are in trouble And if the Ian Fleming folks want to rewrite the Ian Fleming novels, I suppose they have every right to do so. They own the original content. But why are they changing it? That's the question. Why? Well, yeah, who who makes the determination? I mean, I think one of the other listeners, you know, one of the people who responded from the Facebook group made the comment, who gets to decide what gets changed? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and... Why does one word take take a take a word like trying to describe a person who at one point in the con- in our country we said were people of color, um, that now then we started calling them black, then for some strange reason we went to African American, yeah. right? Which a lot of black people aren't weren't African Americans, but that's what we had to say here, right. and now I seem to feel like it's going back to black. Yeah. Right. So now let's say you make a change in the book to something that is in 2023 deemed by somebody, whoever the somebody is, that this is the appropriate word for that. And yeah. in, two, in 2025, no, that's that that word's racist itself that you changed it to. We got to go back to the original word. Yeah, you, you go say, back and change it again. How many times are you going to change it once yeah, you start doing that? I you're mean, in an endless uh, cycle. Let's just look at Asians. I mean, 
Occidental and Oriental were terms that we use for Western and Eastern uh, civilizations, cultures, and so on. Now, uh, Oriental's kind of out, Asian's in. Why? Okay, so things have changed. So Yeah, but even, so then do you have to now go back and change the movies? In in License to Kill, Truman Lodge says something about the Orientals and uses that word. Yeah, so go change that now. So now do we have to, like, dub... Yeah, do we have to dub that to the word Asian? Yeah. And what happens five years from now when that's the wrong word? Right. All right, the Ian Fleming Publications draws support from Ian Fleming himself because he, in fact, approved changes made to the U.S. publication of Live and Let Die. Yes, he, he approved those changes. He approved them. That corrected some factual errors, actually, and altered and expunged racist words that would offend. Okay, so the Ian Fleming group today has some precedent for doing what they want or what they are doing. However, <laughs> they will change more, it looks like, than what Fleming approved. And yet they claim Fleming would approve what they are doing. Yeah, and this How is this is one they know. Yeah, that. this is one of the areas I just have a huge problem with. Because yeah. we can't go back and rewrite history. We can say, oh, history said this and history that wasn't a good way to do it. Right, or a good way to look at it, but we can't rewrite history. And if Fleming made changes to his own work, that's his freedom and his history. It doesn't mean that he would approve what these folks are doing. He may say, no, I still want that one word in there that you're changing. And now you're taking art and changing it really without approval. And I just think this is absolute, like somebody said, bullshit. <laughs> Maybe if Fleming were alive today, he would make the changes now if he thought he'd sell more books. Because when asked once if he would ever kill off Bond, he said something like, No, I could never afford that. Hey, did you hear that, Eon Productions? <laughs> hey, Michael Barbara, what's the deal? <laughs> All right. Maybe if Fleming was convinced without changes they would sell fewer books and he would make less money, then maybe he would approve this today if he were alive. Or maybe he would approve because he's just a nice, caring man. We don't know because he's not around to tell us this. So, nonetheless, they are being changed now, and yet the original books will still be available. Yeah, now this Why? is what really, really works me. Either have the balls to be woke or don't. Don't try to have it both ways. I think this makes them look weak, stupid, uh, indecisive, trying to placate everybody. Yeah. Ian Fleming wrote with a style. Either go with it or if you're going to change it, change it. This is what infuriates me about this whole thing, is they're going to try to walk both sides of the street. Yeah, they're trying I, to I, make... got two, I got two words for you for that one. The second word is you. <laughs> yeah, the, the problem is you're not going to please everyone, and that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to please everyone. Think, oh, maybe we'll sell more books this way. It's the 70th, 70th anniversary. Hey, we don't want to make anybody, we don't want to piss anybody off. Let's balance this out and say, hey, we got both things. Don't worry about it. Read what you want. Buy what you want. And, and that's that. Because people are easily offended these days. I was talking, I'm not talking about you being offended here. Actually. Yeah, and I didn't say I was offended. I just <laughs> think this is stupid and weak that it they're is. both releasing both editions. Nonetheless, the funny thing is, someone will be offended, no matter what you do, Ian Production Publications. Someone in the world is offended with just about anything you can think of. So here, 
change the books, and you will unoffend some people, maybe, and offend others. <laughs> if anyone thinks by doing something, anything, that they think will appease those who have been offended, that others will not be offended by that very action, you are naive. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way to appease all the people all of the time. We up front said this is an issue way beyond James Bond and Ian Fleming novels. Yeah, once you start censoring art, where does it stop? Literature, paintings, sculptures, where does it stop? And, like you said, Tom, who decides? And who benefits? Really? I mean, who decides how to rewrite Fleming's words? Or any of this cancel culture stuff? I mean, that's why I think you need to leave it alone. Go woke and go broke, right? I yeah. think this is just dumb. I actually am fine with them putting a thing at the front, you know, in the a disclaimer with yeah. a disclaimer saying, "Hey, this was written in the fifties. Right, there are words here that you know may not last through history in a positive way, and leave it at that." We're talking about the censorship thing, and don't be offended. I mean, let's go back to the freedom of expression thing again. I believe I have the right to express myself, and you have the right to express yourself. Right. And we also have the right to disagree. So I might say something, and you may say, Tom, you're a pompous jerk, right? And you have the right to say that. Ian Fleming had the right to use the words he chose. He had the freedom to use the words he chose. Yeah. And I really don't think that somebody can go back and revise those words after his death. Right. Yes, complain about him. Say, boy, he was a misogynistic, racist jerk in these cases. Yeah. Okay, don't read fine. it if you don't want it. Yeah, yeah, and and if you want to say that because you read it, that's fine. That's yeah. your opinion. Don't make make me go back and change the original art. That's the key. Don't go change the art. So hey, let's go back and bleep out from the movie "It's a Wonderful Life," one of my favorite movies. When Mary tells her mother that George Bailey is here, and to answer the mother's question for what what is he doing here, she yells, "Making violent love to me, mother!" Well, because. Like you said, Tom, things change, and making love at that time more or less meant to pay amorous attention to or to court or to woo. So, yeah, let's go change that, too, because it might be offensive now. (laughs) And read the original words. Yeah, exactly. Like we said, hey, they're going to offer both the original and the expurgated version. So, I mean, why? Because they want the money. They they don't want to lose out on sales, and they think they'll appease everybody. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I mean, these guys are just spineless bastards. Either <laughs> do it or don't do it. <laughs> and yeah, Yoda. Yoda yeah. in Star Wars don't, said... Don't try to straddle the fence. Yeah, Yoda in Star Wars said, do or do not. There is no try. <laughs> I love that line. And here, do or do not. There is no try here in Fleming Publications. We are not trying to be insensitive to the racial and racist words that are inflammatory in in some of the original novels. But I think part of his intent was to be inflammatory, and you're taking that out. He wrote it the way he wanted to write it, and he wrote it at a time that he wrote it, period. But Fleming in the novels can tick off a lot of people with what he says and how he says it. Women, for sure, blacks, Latinos, maybe, who knows, Koreans, whatever. There's a lot of words in there that would offend people. And there's a lot of words in other books that will offend people and do offend people. And really. And it's not just it's not just books, right? No, Any no. art can be offensive. Like you said, the Columbus statues. Yeah. Or when I went to Florence and I was there with my little cousin and yeah. he was pretty young. 
he was just totally freaked out over the David statue. Oh, yeah. Because you yeah. could see his private parts. Right. And oh, yeah. He, he, right. Exactly. And, okay, they should so, cover those. Well, that's what he thought. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, hey. You know, Shakespeare, like we said, Van Gogh, Picasso, Monet, Salvador Dali. Hey, this is not new, actually. Edward Manet's Le Dijonier sur Herbe in 1863 caused quite a stir with a nude woman and a fully clothed man. It was rejected by one gallery and accepted by another. It caused a huge stir, but they did not alter the painting. That's the point. They didn't go alter the painting because some people didn't want to display it in a museum. Picasso too, same stuff. There was another one. The, then Guernica. Guernica, which depicts the massacre of a Basque village in 1937, has since become a representation of every city ever bombed. It is one of the most powerful artistic decrees against fascism and has been a point of con contention throughout the years due to its strong critical message. Picasso refused to have it on display in Spain until justice had been restored there. And when it was on display at the MoMA in 1967, artists petitioned for it to be removed as a protest against the Vietnam War. In 2003... Wait, Dan, let me, let me stop you there. Uh, just in case somebody doesn't know what the MoMA is, that's the yeah. that's yeah, Museum of Modern Art in, in New York City. Yeah, yeah, I was just there in October. Beautiful yeah. place. So I just I just wanted to you use the the expression. Some people yeah. may not know what that was. Right. And in 2003, a tapestry version of the Guernica was covered up at the United Nations, but they did not change the painting, the tapestry, or the art. They didn't change the art there are tons of examples like this the point is wait you, Dan, you know we shouldn't call these out because now some yahoo's going to want to go change it oh they will they're gonna they're, 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 there's protests everywhere about all kinds of things now there are tons of examples of this and the point is if you don't like the art don't look at it or read it or whatever with it don't just don't do it ah <laughs> uh, on March 13th, they revealed the cover art for the 70th anniversary uh, of the books. And they look pretty good. You can see them in the link that we'll put on our website uh, about this. And, you know, they're decent-looking cover. There's there's very similar in lots of ways. Uh, but, geez, it's the 70th anniversary of publication. Wouldn't it be cool to use the original cover art? Or an updated version of the original art, maybe embossed, erased, print. Wait, wait, whatever. wait, wait, wait! An updated version. Now you're talking about changing the words. No, not the words. The cover art. Well, That's you change. Yes, and you're changing that that artist's work. Then. Well, yeah, it's exact. It's the exact Fleming same thing. Fleming did not. Fleming did not write. I mean, you could you could change cover art on. You're not destroying the original art. You're well, not changing but, the original but these, art. But, but wait you're a second. You're coming up with new art. Well, no, but you you said in, in enhance, right? An updated version, embossed or raised print. That's changing what the artist delivered, which is exactly what changing the words of Fleming have. Nah, I don't. Think yeah, because so. look at all the discussion you just had about all the those famous art paintings and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's there. This is the exact same thing. Cover art. There's an artist who actually designed that, and it was decided to be printed a certain way. Now, All right, how about just using the cover art from the originals and put I'm a sticker on there, I'm 70th anniversary. I'm Boom. With you, that would have been better there. than coming up with new ones, I think. Yes, All I'm right, with that's you That's a good point. All right. Anyway, the bottom line is you cannot start censoring art by changing the art. 
and those who want to change art should be aware too. There is a nice article on artfunder.org entitled Art and Ethics, Why Is It Okay to Be Offended by Art? Everyone should read that, who's offended by art. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so if we're wondering what the answer is here to this big complex problem, well, as was written in an article, Freedom of Expression in the Arts and Entertainment, quote, the answer is simple and timeless. A free society is based on the principle that each and every individual has the right to decide what art or entertainment he or she wants or does not want to receive or create. Once you allow government to censor someone else, you cede to it the power to censor you or something you like. Censorship is like poison gas, a powerful weapon that can harm you when the wind shifts." Unquote. In the Ian Fleming case, it's not government per se changing the art, but nonetheless it opens potential floodgates for others to demand that art be changed. Yikes. And the best is from Shakespeare. How, how do you get offended by all this stuff? It's crazy, right? Go look at A Midsummer Night's Dream, where Shakespeare says, quote, If we shadows have offended, think but this, and all is mended. There you have but slumbered here, while these visions did appear. And this weak and idle theme, no more yielding but a dream, gentles, do not reprehend. If you pardon, we will mend. Right, William! William Shakespeare, let those offended just pardon the offender, in quotes, and move on! That would mend things. <laughs> Let's pardon Ian Fleming for some of the words that are offensive, which they are, and mend. Let's move on. Yeah! What are your thoughts? Email us at info at spymovienavigator.com or hit us up on social media on our Facebook page at SpyNavigator on Twitter or Instagram. All right, we're done ranting, aren't we, Tom? I'm going to stop because I'll, I'll go on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this has been Dan. And Tom. From SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Subscribe to our show and leave us a review now through your favorite podcast app. Thanks for spending time with us. We appreciate it.